Welcome to Pardes Daily, where you get your daily dose of Torah with Pardes faculty. For the next two weeks, Pardes is bringing Purim to you. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. My name is Tzvi Hirschfield of the Pardes Institute, and it is my pleasure to offer you a series of 10 challenge app offerings around Purim, where our focus is going to be on looking at 10 different Jewish thinkers and their and a main or basic idea they offer us about Purim, uh, both to sort of elevate and inspire us during this time as we're approaching Purim and to sort of appreciate the wide range of ideas uh, that one can encounter, especially around the exploration of a holiday. I also think in regards to Purim, it has particular resonance in that for many of us, Purim is is a fun time. It's a family holiday. It's a dress-up day. Uh, for many of us, it's sort of focused on kids. And all that is lovely and great and eating, you know, cookies, which I'm a big fan of. But uh, in many instances, we can sort of forget that there uh, are deep messages and meanings, both in the text of the Megillah and the celebration of this day, uh, that make it a day that we really should try to pay attention to and learn from. So we're going to begin our exploration with uh, some thoughts of Rav Cook. Rav Cook, the first chief rabbi of Palestine, he died in 1936 before the creation of Israel, uh, sort of the founding, most significant uh, parent of religious Zionism and seeing in Zionism more than a political movement, but a profound spiritual and physical transformation of the Jewish people uh, and the beginning of our process of returning to what he saw as our sort of natural and soul-based connection to the land of Israel and to the Jewish people and to Klal Yisrael. So uh, not surprisingly, Rav Cook uh, built this article that he wrote around a verse in Esther uh, where Esther tells uh, Mordechai, go gather all the Jews. Knos kola Yehudim. Esther tells Mordechai, before I go in and plead for the lives of the Jewish people to Ahasuerus and put my own life at risk, gather all the Jews. And it comes in a way as a response to the way Haman describes the Jews in an earlier chapter, where he tells Ahasuerus there's this nation that is scattered and divided. So we have Haman describing us as scattered and divided, and Esther telling Mordechai, you've got to gather, uh, gather all the Jews, collect all the Jews. And for Cook, of course, uh, this is precisely the point that Purim, or one central message of Purim, is about the gathering of all the Jews, the, the building of connection and shared responsibility uh, that each Jew has for one another, even in a time of exile and being spread out. So I'm going to read for you some passages in translation, uh, and then we'll talk about them a little bit. During these days of Purim, in these difficult hours, Rav Cook is presumably writing in the early 30s or late 1920s, a lot of upheaval in the world, depression, difficulty. Many adversities from without besiege and afflict the entire nation of Israel. Yet the greatest anguish stems from our internal conflicts, because internal tranquility, the peace of the house of Israel, is lacking. Uh, not surprisingly, if you could believe it, even then, uh, strife and inner conflict and arguments between different groups of Jews dominated the discourse of that time. Some would say this time as well. 
Rav Cook continues, Let us then recall those days and their events as they are recorded in the scroll of Esther, written as it was with divine inspiration. For the divine spirit transcends all passage of time and the changing ideologies of each generation. The eternal world words, go gather all the Jews, must once again revitalize us and elevate us from our degradation. Right? Rav Cook is saying that the message of the Megillah isn't time-bound. There is a message here about gathering and collecting and connecting all the Jewish people that applies today just like it did then. But one may certainly ask, is it really possible today to gather all the Jews? How can one unite all the different factions and parties? And he continues, we see with our own eyes an awful internal strife, Jews fighting Jews, brothers turning against brothers like wolves and snakes. How then can one say, go gather all the Jews? Whoever thinks that Haman was lying when he said, there is one nation scattered and divided is mistaken. Indeed, this one nation is scattered and divided, but nevertheless, it is one nation. Rav Cook is saying the difficulty of the past is the difficulty of the present. The Jews are not united. We are disconnected. We're at each other's throats. We are fighting over all areas of our Jewish life. And the question, of course, how can we overcome the strife and divisions that have both physically and emotionally and spiritually scattered us and divided us. So Rav Cook says as follows, but the difficult question obstructing the path of redemption remains. Dispersion and division are consuming us. The answer is that a person has two aspects. Medical treatment of the individual draws from the inner springs of vitality and health dormant within a person's soul. That soul is so hidden that the patient himself is unaware of its essence. Spiritual maladies and their physical manifestations infect only the baser part of the human, that familiar side of which he is aware. But his hidden, unknown side always bursts with energy, brimming with life and strength. This hidden repository of health has the power to affect the outer self, which misleads one into thinking that he is sick and feeble, and in fact possesses an energetic, healthy soul full of life and vigor. That which is true for the individual applies to a much greater degree to the entire collective, Klal Yisrael, the Jewish people, as one entire nation. We must therefore admit our error in identifying the essence of Judaism with its surface appearance, its outer baser side, for this self-image has made us fearful. We are conscious only of our dispersion and division. Rav Cook is saying, the answer is in us. In the same way a sick person can overcome their illness by tapping into the part of themselves that, as he puts it, is healthy and vigorous and well. The Jewish people have a healthy, united, vigorous, deeply connected side. It's hidden from us. It's buried underneath the anger and the, and the fighting and the strife and the disagreement. But it's there. We're just not conscious of it. And that's the secret that Purim is coming to teach. And he continues, but precisely through these tribulations, we shall come to sense that we possess a previously unknown collective soul, a great national spirit whose existence we have forgotten. It abounds with vitality and possesses sufficient power to renew our lives as of old and to withstand all the Amalekites who wish to smite us in our weakness. This hidden Judaism, unknown even to ourselves, this great soul of a great nation, which bears both the suffering and the light of the world within it, will become known to us during these difficult times. The blessing of go gather all the Jews will emerge from its unknown place in the national soul. Rav Cook is saying, 
so beautifully that the secret of Purim is about uncovering that which is hidden. It's not about becoming something different, but it's really about revealing and becoming the authentic self, the authentic national self and the authentic individual self, and not to be misled by what's on the surface. And what a beautiful way to connect to Purim, right? The masks and costumes of Purim. The costumes are only fun when we know they're a costume. The costume is is entertaining because it reminds us of the disparity between the external and the internal. The real person is there underneath. And that is indeed the deep, profound message of Purim. The real, united, and vital, and energetic, and empowered, and strong, and connected Jewish people, that national collective soul is present. We just have to reveal it. We have to see through what's revealed into the hidden. And the same way God is hidden in the Megillah, and we have to find God in the story. That is why the Jewish people have to heal themselves, according to Rukwuk. That's the message of Purim, that we heal ourselves and overcome our strife and our division by tapping in to the connectedness and shared spiritual sense of ourselves that's already present underneath the surface, that the Jewish people are already connected. We just have to see past the surface. We have to stop judging each other based on how we dress and how we talk and how we sound. And we have to look deeper into the spiritual part of ourselves that connects all of us one to another. For Rav Cook, that is the essence of what Purim can teach us. We can all, we can unify because we are already on a deeper level, already unified. We just have to see through the layers. We have to see through the hiddenness. In the same way, the Jewish people in the time of the Megillah found God through the hiddenness, found their connections to one another in spite of the dispersion of exile, that the difficulty, the shared difficulty the Jewish people were facing reminded them of this deep connection that was already present. And that is what Rav Cook is challenging us. We have to use our Purim for today. So Rav Cook's blessing is that Purim should be a time where we see past the surface, explore the hidden reality, and tap into the profound connection that all Jews share for one another, and maybe all humanity share with one another all at the same time. Thank you to our Pardes faculty, and a big thanks to you, our learners. Make sure to check back in every day to stay on track with your learning, and visit www.pardes.org.il for more information about other ways to learn with Pardes.